Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor. With your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. We've got a good show coming up for you this week. We've got news on the new Justice League trailer, a good way to watch Star Trek Discovery and all of its racist overtones, which makes no sense to me. And I'm going to say something during the show that will have to be censored in post-production, but it makes sense and is appropriate, so there. Meanwhile, let's start off with some... Rather odd news, but I think it might be a good idea, and it might even be overdue. Um, Netflix has put out so many movies that are direct to Netflix that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts, sometimes referred to as them Oscar peoples. And sciences. And Don't si- forget the and, and oh, sciences sorry. part. And sciences. Where they, where they have the separate award category where they have like a couple – an actor and an actress and they do it like two weeks early and then they show like a 15-minute montage. No, more like a five-minute montage and they make it into a joke. So it might as well be the Academy of, of Arts because they don't really give a crap about the sciences. Anyway, do continue, sir. Ampaz. Yeah, that's them. <clears throat> They've decided that they might change the rules a little bit to allow made-for-Netflix movies, or streaming, I suppose, uh, to be considered for Oscars. And this is it's caused a bit of a row in the Hollywood offices, because we don't have an office, otherwise it might have caused one there. What do you think about this? Because uh, it would ma- bring things like O.J. Made in America, which could have won an Emmy, but then it might have been nominated for an Oscar as well or something, and is it okay for them to win both? As it as it stands now, uh, they have to have released their films in a theater, and that's all the re- they're just required to have been released in a theater, like one showing before the the time thing, before the time frame elapses. No, and, that, that and, and, got updated, that got updated. Oh, slightly. Okay, so they've changed that. I, okay, I just well, found this. It's a, a, a just real quick. It's a feature film length film needs to complete a Los Angeles qualifying run of at least seven consecutive days. Okay. But screenings during the period must now occur at least three times daily, with at least one screening between six and ten p.m. daily. Okay, so they've updated which. Weird. Well, but and I can see why they're doing that because now because they want it to be legitimate theatrical releases as opposed right. to we're going to have a stunt showing just to qualify and I get that uh, they're trying to protect their turf basically that being said now if they're talking about allowing Netflix only streaming that that kind of that seems to make that that first rule completely pointless because yeah why would you do that if you're going to allow streaming only personally I have no problem with it because entertainment is entertainment and people are shifting much more, obviously, towards streaming. I can see where the uh, – not so much the studios because often the studios might be in partnership with Netflix, although Netflix is certainly bankrolling their own films, yeah. uh, as, as is Amazon, as is Hulu, et cetera, et cetera. But I can really see uh, the distribution chain being upset, Regal, 
AMC, they will not be too thrilled about this because that's a draw, a big draw, typically, is films will be re-released. Oh, five Oscar winner, blah, blah, blah. But if a Netflix production wins five Oscars, it ain't going to be at your local Regal or AMC or Does whatever. Does that mean it has to be shown in the theater, though? I mean, it's not like they can't do it. No, absolutely they can. But then the question is, will the studio, will this, will Regal even distribute it? Because there was a big uh, situation. I'm pretty sure it was Regal. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry, Regal, because I really like the chain because they do some really cool things. But I believe it was Regal that refused to air any screenings of um, Blade of Destiny, which was the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Dragon. Yes, that one. That one. That one. And because Netflix wanted to do a, a release in, in concert with a theatrical release, and I believe, as, like I said, it was real, said, nope, not doing it. We're not going to add to, to your coffers. Uh, I can totally see why they would do that. And that's, that's strictly a business decision. They're, they're, they, they are fighting for what they see as their existence, not like this year, but down the road. Right. I, I don't think that's ever going to change. I mean, I don't think people will stop going to movie theaters because, yeah, you can have, a, a, you can have the image bigger in your own home with a big screen TV than the relative image you see when you're sitting in the middle or back of a theater. But it's still an entirely different experience unless you've got – you know, a hundred of your closest friends coming over. It's the shared experience changes how you feel about movies. Often yeah, comedies, there's more event. laughter. Exactly, and it's the same thing as watching sports at home and watching sports live. I mean, the the, the crowd is part of the experience, and it's the same thing with movies if they're any good. Uh, all that being said, I don't care which way they go. Uh, why not? I mean, it's if there's a really popular show movie on Netflix and again they're not talking about series because they wouldn't be releasing although it would be awesome if they released most of the Marvel uh, <coughs> group of the Netflix shows at the theater most not all thanks Iron Fist um, that would never happen <laughs> but you know individual films yeah there have been some and again they have released some in limited release and I'm sure it wouldn't be much of a big deal for Netflix to make the arrangement say, okay, instead of having one release, we'll meet your parameters. We'll show it three times a day. You know, we'll, we'll arrange to have 21 showings. I mean, what's for Netflix? Who cares? You know, yeah. they're not going to care. They would pay for that to get the added status of a potential Oscar winner. Uh, to me, it just adds to the impact of the show. It's like, oh, look, I can – oh, I saw this on Netflix. This is awesome. Boy, let's see if this one's the Oscars. I, I think it's a win, winning situation for the Academy. Again, I can see why the distri- distribution chain, they are not going to be too thrilled about it. But that's, you know, that's that's their, their call. See, Certainly I'm, not I'm, mine. I'm thinking – I'm wondering if this is going to – because you can't just single out Netflix. Netflix is not the only – Oh, not at all. Uh, streaming thing. So I'm wondering, will this apply to Hulu or Amazon or, and this is something that probably should have happened a while ago, direct to DVD or Blu-ray movies? Sure. Because just because it's straight to you know DVD or whatever uh, doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Although in a lot of cases. Usually it isn't. <laughs> Right, yeah. but not necessarily because Lost it might Boy be sequels. just something. Yeah, exactly. 
or or the endless uh, Disney versions of you know the princess and the frog 1.5 and all, you know all this crap that they put out right um, Little Mermaid two three four mm-hmm. five exactly but that being said in in some cases they go direct to DVD because it's a very low budget production and they didn't have the money to get into the distribution chain right so yeah there are certainly cases where there are movies that might have been worthwhile for Oscar consideration yeah I, I, and obviously it wouldn't have applied strictly to Netflix it would apply to good lord how many streaming services are there now that have original content there's a lot I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably too many <laughs> could be just could be just true. me throwing that out there could be true but yeah I, I I think it would be good overall and eventually I think it would even be good for the distribution chain for the Regals and the AMCs because if it hits Netflix and it finds an audience on Netflix I think people it often will they might go to the theater because they can't wait they don't want to wait until it shows up like for instance and again it's not quite the same because it's a series and would have been but I would have loved to have seen Marvel Daredevil at the movie theater and Luke Cage I would have loved to have seen those on a is, huge screen with would, a bunch of people holy cow that would take any that would take a long time to watch though I would and that's why yeah the series doesn't really fit but right. I mean as an example of something oh, that I'll, original I'll production, you, watching that would have been cool but yeah, yeah totally wow. And I can't think of an original store, original film offhand on Netflix. Oh, there's been a ton that I've really enjoyed, but those just stick out for me. But right. I'm, there's easily a dozen that I would have been thrilled to go see at the movie theater, just because they're so well done. And speaking of going to the movie theater, let's go and, or not? Uh, no, actually, my 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 wife is taking my daughters to go see a movie that opened this weekend. Yes, and it, it's not Blade Runner. Yes. It's the My Little Pony movie. I'll have a review of the kids' movie next week via my kids because I'm afraid I'm going to have to be here doing this show still. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't that horrible? I know. That's awful. I can't go see the pony movie with. uh, Anyway, the top (laughs) movie of the weekend, (laughs) duh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 came out. And I, I'll admit, I haven't had the chance to see it, but it is headed toward a, since it's, I, I think this is appropriate. It was 35 years since the original, so it's headed toward a $35 million opening. Which is actually bad news, because they were yeah. hoping for 45 to 50. That's a big drop from what, what, what the expectations were. I haven't had a chance to see it. Uh, our good friend and our only fan, um, Ted has seen it and he hasn't given me an entire review but he absolutely loved it said it's terrific critics love it i think it's like 93 on the rotten tomatoes uh the audience meter on rotten tomatoes is perhaps even a little bit higher uh pretty much everyone you talk to absolutely thinks it's a terrific film and maybe even better than the first and if it's any good at all, Rob would certainly think it's much better than the first because Rob doesn't like the first one because he was I born like tears by it. One. He I hates just, it. Don't I listen to him. He hates it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a perfect lullaby film. It is. And anyway, so it's odd that I'm hypnotized by the prettiness because there there have not been a lot of s- successful science fiction films this year. There have been a lot of science fiction films, but most of them tanked. And here's one that apparently everybody likes, and yet yeah. it's 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 
grossly underperforming. Part of that could be because it's a mere two-hour and 43-minute film. So basically, it's a three-hour commitment. Right. That's a lot of time. And, and I get that. And, and uh, if nothing else, I mean, that just cuts down the amount of showings. Um, if, if it had been a two-hour movie, they probably would have been much closer to that $45 million range because you would throw in a couple extra shows extra a day. Viewings. Yeah. So that alone could be a big part of, 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 the, of the problem there. Uh, that being said, you know, $35 million, uh, this is the kind of movie that probably will have, as they say, really good legs. People will continue to see it again and again because it's yeah. got such great reviews. A lot of people, uh, well, I'll be one of the people who sees it in its second week of release because I haven't had a chance this weekend. So it, it will be just fine. It's not going to be a, a spectacular blockbuster film, but Blade Runner wasn't either. No. By, by any means. Blade Runner is much more of a, of a cult film. So, in a lot of respects, they really shouldn't be too surprised that this is kind of the similar status because it's a very complicated story. It is very. And despite the fact that it looks great, you've really got to pay attention to what's going on. And if it's at all like the first one, there's a lot of ambiguity as to what's going on for a lot of the film. And then at the end, you're still not quite sure about some aspects of it. Hopefully, I would be happy if this film is the same, has the same kind of ending. So despite the fact that you've got Harrison Ford and that guy that Harrison can't recall his name, Ryan Gosling. The one he punched in the face? Yeah. The one he yeah. punched in the face for, for reals. Um, yeah. Oopsie. Uh, see, I don't know if Ryan, if Ryan Gosling is a big draw on his own. Oh, it's something I have to look through. I mean, I know his films have done well, but I know he's done a lot of terrific films that have just been small, little right. pop, just basically blips. So... Which is neither here nor there. It's just we're just talking about box office. We're not talking about quality. Right. Um, and Gosling is a terrific actor. When I heard he was the lead, I thought, awesome. That's terrific. Uh, I'm definitely going to go see it anyway. I don't really care, again, if it has huge box office numbers. Low. Uh, in this particular instance, I don't think there really needs, needs to be a third Blade Runner film. Or if there is, let's wait another 30 years another and do it. Another 35 years. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, and God knows they probably will do that. Probably. Because, because that's how things go. But And actually, if this does winds up doing well, yeah, they will turn right around and they will do another one in a few years. But you know, considering the director, considering the original property, Dallas Villeneuve, who did the awesome Arrival, which is, I mean, that man, that's an awesome film. I'm uh, not surprised that the reviews are great. And that, you know, that's not bad box office. It's just according to expectations. I did hear one complaint about it. Oh, no! Uh, in in that, <clears throat> a lot of people have said, how can we see all these people walking around and no one has a cell phone? And that's actually a good question. Uh, they asked Dennis Villeneuve, mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm. directed it. And he said that this is actually something of a parallel universe where there is no Steve Jobs. So cell phones never really took off. But for consistency purposes, in the background, you will still see the massive ads for things like Pan Am and Atari, mm-hmm. which were really big in the first one. So I think that's kind of cool. You know, consistency uh, yeah. in the movies. I think that's I think that's very cool. And it, it's definitely yeah, if there's ads for Pan Am and Atari, yeah, it's definitely an alternative universe. Uh, uh, quick Atari look. is making a comeback, but that's eh. that's true. Yeah, does we'll anybody see. care? Uh, quick look, and these are the <laughs> estimates. These aren't the final figures, but quick right. look at the box office, Blade Runner 2, 049, 049. Which, which I love your 
I love that title. Awesome. That's you need to copyright that. Uh, yeah, that wins the the box office easily. The Mountain Between Us, which is a kind of adventure drama, which looks awesome because it has Idris Elba. Uh, a big ten million dollar debut is what they're looking at. So a third of what Blade Runner two overnight is doing, and it will come in at third most likely and may actually take the second spot because it's projected to be pretty close and this weekend we'll put it over 300 million dollars domestic which is just that is freaking incredible for a horror movie and throw in the fact that it's almost 300 million overseas worldwide 600 million dollars for a horror film that's for for an r-rated horror film i mean that's just absolutely amazing that it's connected with audiences the way it has i mean i liked it i didn't think it was terrific it was it's worth seeing your daughter walked out on it yeah um i can i can see her response to it more than people loving it to the point where everyone is going to see it honestly it haha so that's that still really surprises me is how incredibly popular this this movie no it can't be yeah, it cannot be a pun whatsoever. Anyway, enough of it. Oh, but, but coming up fourth on the outside is the My Little Pony movie. So we finally... It's, my only thing about this is it's finally a kid's movie that is a kid's movie. We actually really oh, don't yeah. get very many of those anymore. No, no, that's true. Which is yeah, sad. And exactly, and there should be more films like this. Kids movies that are kids movies as opposed to... I mean... I work with with children because I work with a reading program during the week. That's my real gig. And two of the kids who are fourth graders were excited because they wanted to go see It, an an R-rated horror film. And, of course, they they weren't going to go see (coughs) It because their parents are not insane. So Good idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, They just like the thought of a scary clown. So, yeah, it's – you obviously are not going to see My Little Pony. I myself am not going to see My Little Pony. But, yeah, it, it's excellent for a, an actual kid's film. And the bronies can go see My Little Pony. I'm sure they'll be out in force, too. Like Ted Cruz. No. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> it's a different pony. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, something else that, that struck me this week. And this is the part that I'm going to be beeping eventually. Awesome. Yeah. Brace yourself. Um, saw another interview where they were talking about Marvel movies. And the guy in charge of the Marvel movies, his first name is Kevin. We got that part. Uh, This week, I have heard him called Feige, 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 and Feige. You know, Feige, 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 Fum. Will someone sit this f- down and ask him how he pronounces his name? <laughs> Am I asking too much? Pick a name, stick with it, tell everybody because you're in enough stuff now. Come on, it, it, that's something we got in in back when I was doing radio was pronouncers. How the hell do you pronounce the name? And this guy needs it because no one knows. F-E-I-G-E. It's kind of like, uh, I- I'm going to go back to 1997 when I was doing a, uh, who are the up-and-coming rookies in Major League Baseball? And one of them was a guy named, well, his last name was Perez. His first name was N-E-I-F-I. Now, is that Nefi, Nefi, Nefi? I don't know. 
I still don't, because no one ever pronounced it correctly. No one sat him down and went, dude, seriously, the hell is this? And that's what they need to do with Kevin. I'm calling him Kevin Marvel from the rest of the show until it's definitive. Does that work for you? I, okay. We'll know who I'm talking about, right? Kevin Marvel? Feige. Uh, There's also Feige. I I will say. That was last week, though. As I'm looking up, how do you pronounce his name? And I don't really want to play a YouTube video because I don't want the the audio jumping over. I have to say, when I typed in Kevin in Google, the very first thing that popped up was Federline. Why? Who is Google? Kevin Federline? Why? The the ex of Brittany. Oh, I'd forgotten about him. I had too. So. Well, that's why people, um, see, that's what it is, is, is someone mentioning the name and people going to Google and, who the hell was this guy? Why, Google, have why are you doing this to me? Do you hate me? I don't know. Did, did you make me remember that because you're full of hatred? Now it shows up Kevin Feige 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 because I had just looked him up, but thank you for that Fuge. correction. Fouge, I like it. Anyway. So anyway, uh, there actually was Marvel news this week, and not all of it was good, but it's not their fault. Ah. Well, the second one wasn't their fault. And the first one might not be bad. Uh, They're filming Luke Cage 2. I think we knew that. Yes, we did. Iron Fist is going to be in Luke Cage 2. Boo. Well, yes and no. Iron Fist was considerably better in the Defender series than he was in his own. And Power Man and Iron Fist have gone together like chocolate and peanut butter. Peanut butter and jelly. That too. Um, since Luke Cage being the peanut butter because it's a superior product and it's brown, and Iron Fist being the jelly because it's weak and soft. Oh, oh, you are actually going for uh, uh, whatever that literary term is that's not coming to me at the moment. Yes, I did. Well done. Well done. <laughs> um, wow. And totally fake on the spur of the moment thing. Anyway, if he whips his ass, going through. That's what it is. It's just a phase I'm going through. If he whips his ass in the show, I'm all for it. They they've been together since 1970. Oh, yeah. What they had their own comic together called Power Man and Iron Fist. Luke Cage being Power Man. Yes. Um, and so, Iron Fist not being a wimp in the comics. You know what? That too. Yeah. That needs to be. Fixed. That needs to be addressed. That needs to be addressed, and perhaps they will address it in Luke Cage 2, which would be a perfect way to do it, and and because Luke Cage is the character to open his eyes, which he started to in The Defenders, to stop yeah. being a whiny little whatever you are, and get more street, man. That's what he needs to do. I mean, he does. not. He just needs to adjust from this whiny, poor, poor me attitude, because that's not an appealing character. And if that's what they want, okay, mission accomplished. But I don't know anybody that likes the character of Danny Rand as he's presented in Iron Fist. He's, he's, he sucks. <laughs> he, unfortunately, I'm not going to go with sucks, but sucks. I am going to go with, boy, nowhere near as good as he should be. Exactly. He doesn't deserve – that person does not deserve the Iron Fist. Exactly. As he's portrayed because he is – does he strike you as someone who has – mental toughness 
or no. the folk the focus to create the absolutely he doesn't so in the construct of the character mm-hmm. yeah yeah he does not have the power that he would need to create that focus because I'm he's going not to focus my chi into my fist and make it glow squirrel yeah that's pretty much what he is so yeah, yeah they can easily fix the character and the the, the actor is certainly capable of right of playing a stronger character and the martial arts sequences, like you said, they were better in the defenders than they were yeah, previously. So he's picked up on that. And, and again, it's not the actor. He's portraying the character as written and the character is written. He ain't too, better. Yeah. And, be better. but it could, again, it could be that this was their original plan. I just think they went overboard and he's growing into the role of the iron fist, just like Matt Murdock grew into the role of daredevil. It took him the entire first series to really yeah. become Daredevil. So I can see that. But Matt was a much cooler character from the moment he hit the screen, and that's the difference. That is also true. So, yeah, if, if he if they use this as an opportunity to... Yeah, springboard to make him cool. It's like, oh my god, I can't wait for... I would be thrilled if after Luke Cage 2, I'm thinking, man, I can't wait for Iron Fist 2. That would make me super, super happy. I'll because, agree. yeah, why would... I don't want to Circle just gets the com- complain about it. Yay! Uncle Charlie Weaver. Anyway, go. The uh, other news out of Marvel this week, not the best news. Uh-oh. Um, the New York Comic Con happened, and uh, the Punisher trailer wasn't even shown. Um, and the reason Marvel said they, they've done this was because of what happened in Vegas. Which... Unfortunately, I kind of get. Now, they've also said that uh, the series has been delayed because of this. I'm like, well, well, you haven't set a date for it yet, so how can we know that it's been delayed? Yeah, interesting. Um, There was a rumor that it was supposed to have started this Friday, but Ah. do not hold your breath. I can definitely – if that's the case, I can definitely see the point in in delaying it until – for a month or so, yeah, it, right. it's it's not a good look after the incident in Vegas to come out with an antihero who uses a lot of semi-auto or not semi, but a lot of automatic weapons. Um, so, unfortunately, the real world impacts the entertainment world, and I, I totally get their decision. I mean, I don't draw a parallel between the Punisher and Vegas because. It's a completely different motivation, and it's fiction. Yeah. But you know, Punisher's uh, in New York. No, no, that's there's got there's a bit more to it than that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, yeah. But good, actually, good, that's not the only thing that was delayed, though. Good decision by Marvel on that one. So, what's the bad news? Uh, well, <laughs> well, I was considering that the bad news because we're looking forward to the Punisher movie. Absolutely, that is. Uh, bad but news. it's not the only thing that was delayed because of Vegas. Uh, Bruce Willis's Death Wish uh, was mm. pushed back from. Uh, November 22nd to March 2nd of next year. Smart move also. Same. Yeah, and, and uh, I can see that. Yeah. It, 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 you know, pushing all the gun movies back because of this, I, I'm there. You know, the problem and, is we'll probably have another incident by then. So, Well, so. actually, there was another incident that uh, I didn't hear about until yesterday. Apparently, this happened back in August. Or, I'm sorry, that I misread that just now. Recently. I'll go with Recently. Um, there was an incident on the set of the uh, Equalizer sequel with Denzel Washington where uh, two 18-year-old kids 
apparently got on Snapchat and said, we're going to go shoot somebody and shot two of, uh, shot some guy on the set of the equalizer. Oh, lovely. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't have the gun movies. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have the guns is more to the point, but, um, I will agree with that. Yeah, I know you do. Um, Lost, lost in the issue of, of Vegas, which is understandable because there were fifty-eight people uh, right. killed, killed, not counting the person who took his own life because nobody cares about you, bastard. Anymore. Yeah, he doesn't count. Um, there were four people killed and another injured in Kansas City, same day. And that was just a blip because that was just you know, we've reached the point and sorry to get, actually not sorry at all to get political. We've reached the point where unless the body count is really, really high, nobody even notices. Yeah. In, in any in, in any other any other country, four people killed by some person with automatic weapons or semi automatic or whatever would be huge news. And it's just a not even a blip on their radar here. That we we definitely have a problem, and uh, you know, to all the people who support gun owners' rights, okay, fine, whatever. There's a brilliant meme on Facebook, and this is the last thing I'll say about this today, that says, <clears throat> "Okay, so who cares that Kim Kim Jong Un has nuclear weapons? Yes, nuclear weapons don't kill people. People kill people. Okay, <clears throat> now obviously that's an incredibly stupid thought process. Now apply that to guns, yeah. and that's the last I'll say." Moving on to, oh dear, we're going to the dark universe. <clears throat> Aren't we already in the dark universe? We are in the dark universe, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the dark universal, where they're bringing, they brought back the mummy already, and they're going to be doing Frankenstein and Wolfman and whatever. They backed off of that a little bit this past week, saying that, you know, DC has backed off. They're uh, completely tying all the movies together. And that's what we're going to do with our monster movies. They're not necessarily all going to be tied together. Like, <laughs> y- you haven't even made two. So so they absolutely wasted their opportunity to make a good mummy movie yeah. by, by creating it as just a crappy framework. And again, I haven't seen it, but from the clips and from virtually every comment about it, they wasted it by setting it up as a crappy framework to promote some new character that nobody gives a crap about, even though Tom Cruise plays him. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's like, whatever. Like Jack Reacher was such a huge, Tom Cruise is not like the huge box office success. He was anymore. So nobody cares about him. Not to the extent that they used to. So they blew the mummy off just to set up this universe for no damn reason whatsoever. Good planning guys. Maybe you should have realized that the way to do it again Marvel kind of set the pattern out for you, stupid. Maybe you guys should go back and watch Iron Man and watch Thor and just and watch Captain America and realize, oh, they did those movies as standalone projects with little blips that created a possible tie-in later on. They didn't start it as a gigantic framework right. hoping that it would work. Idiots. No, when I you got a blueprint in front of you, my God. Well, say yeah, this but- for them. They uh, they have said that what they're going to do with the Bride of Frankenstein movie, which has been pushed back, no because they're having sure. script issues, go figure. Okay, there are no guns in Bride of Frankenstein, so I was just going to say. Anyway, Not that go. we know of. They said what they're doing is they're going to make a 100%—let's see, 
What I'm doing is 100% making a really good monster movie. It has nothing to do with anything else. Nothing. Zero. Bigly. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> what, um, a, what a shocking idea. Yeah, to actually the, make a monster movie. Uh, when you're making a monster if movie. The, if the Bride of Frankenstein is coming out before the Frankenstein movie, which wouldn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense because it... You can't have the Bride of Frankenstein without the Frankenstein's monster first, because that's why the bride is made. Bride because of it is who? the bride of, yeah, exactly, the bride of the unnamed character to appear later in the series. Now they said that since the bride was of Frankenstein was actually only in about ten minutes of the original. Uh, what they want to do with this one is, if there was going to be a third Frankenstein movie, that's what this would be only done today. I'm not what? really sure. Well, I, I kind of get that. What do they mean? <laughs> that means they're going to have more bride in the movie than just the 10 minutes at the end. I get that, but I it, guess that's... It, it makes no sense to make the bride movie first, like you said. And from everything I've read, that's the plan, which, well, again, I'm not sure why you're doing it that way. They, they also said that if Angelino... <laughs> Angelo... Figgy. I tripped over my tongue. Hang on a moment. Uh, they said if Angelina Jolie falls through as the bride, uh, director Bill Condon says he wants Gal Gadot. Either one. Um, it depends on what they do with the character. I mean, because they can do anything with the character, obviously. In, in the original, right. her spoken line is, <laughs> that's it. She hisses. Well, so yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot. I can uh, do that. Yeah, there's not a whole lot for her to do in the original. Of course, if they're going to increase her screen time, which would make sense, uh, makes perfect sense that you would need an actress who can actually act as opposed to not not knocking Elsa Lancaster. She was excellent, and she also played Mary Shelley in the framing sequence, which Bride of Frankenstein is an awesome, awesome film, one of the best monster movies ever. The atmosphere is, is terrific, and there's really weird characters running around, and I hope they would kind of keep that the, the weird vibe to it. That being said, you kind of have to make Frankenstein first. Just a bit. Just saying. Of course, I guess they can just put it all together and it's like he creates Frankenstein and then the monster, I'm sorry, Frankenstein creates the monster and then the monster says, hey, how about a little, you know, side action here? And then he has to create the bride all in the same movie and that would work. I suppose it could. Yeah. <clears throat> Something else that I found that worked recently which is rare in these days. Uh, Trek parties. This is the way you watch the new Star Trek series Discovery, which I've watched three episodes so far. Mm -hmm. I'm liking this. That's excellent. I've watched none oh. so far, but I'm glad to hear that it's good. The, the way you do this is you find out, you, you know, you get your friends in the neighborhood. You find out who has the biggest TV. Everyone pitches in 50 cents to cover the cost of the subscription, and then you bring the snacks, and you all go and watch it on the biggest screen you got. Very smart. See? It, everyone works. Everything's covered. Um, the problem I've been hearing about this new series, and I think it's from people who need uh, – no, I'm not going to – I, I was going to say people who need to visit Las Vegas. No, that's bad, Rob. Bad, bad, bad. <clears throat> It's a don't complaint, be, lots of complaints that it's it's too leftist. <laughs> of course it is. I, I love this. There was a, a huge tirade that somebody wrote that's gotten circulated. Where are all the white people? 
Who the hell cares? Um, yes, they're, they're scattered throughout all the ships. There's too many aliens. It's Star Trek. They finally got the aliens where they're supposed to be, which is everywhere. <laughs> there are too many aliens. Oh, my God. Um, what was the other one? That, that the main character's name, who is a, is a female, but her name is Michael. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's just a transgendered yeah, leftist. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Just because a name is typically male doesn't necessarily mean it is. It's, and while I can vi- not think of a whole lot of other ones that go where you go, it's a male name, but it's a woman other than like Sean Young. Cause she, w- I, I knew three Sean's in my, when I was growing up, all three spelled differently just to piss everybody off, I think. Um, and then I met, or well, I didn't meet, I, I came across Sean Young, the actress and went, hang on a minute. That's not a guy. Yeah, you and probably don't want to meet her because, from what I understand, she's she was kind of trippy for a while. Um, I heard that as well. You know, um, I, I all these complaints are obviously from people who missed the point of Star Trek. I would think so. The point of Star Trek is not oh, let's go out and explore. The point of Star Trek is let's all work together. Yep. Let's let's all be one inclusive society. That's the whole point. And if you don't get that, don't watch it anymore. Uh, and don't bitch about it, idiot. Twist. Just stay stay in your own little enclave with all your friends that look and think exactly like you. And, and your, your and, tiki tortures that you got from home to pot. Yeah, and don't mature and you know go march go march on another city again and wave your torches in front of your favorite Confederate general as you support your country while you honor someone who fought against your country but you're not too you're not bright enough to figure that out because you're a a moron much like the president of the united states and that does come from the secretary of state so not my quote buddy that's from the secretary of state so don't don't come to me and whine about it boy are we getting political in this episode yeah well you know people damn them people are getting political about entertainment yeah so there you go. It's not our fault. No, it's not our fault at all. Let's move on to trailers. Woo! Because there were some trailers that came out this week. Some of them were good. Some of them I didn't watch because I was kind of afraid to. Is there a double wide, like 46 feet? That would be awesome. The long, long trailer. Well, there was one called Wonder Wheel. <laughs> do, do you remember the cartoon Wonder Wheel? Thankfully, I do not remember the cartoon Wonder Wheel. It was... Uh, Let's see, two reporters. There was sexy girl who gets kidnapped in every episode, who's a reporter, and her cameraman who basically follows behind her on a moped. But whenever she gets into trouble, he pushes a button and it transforms into a Harley Davidson chopper bike and he can go rescue her with its magical abilities. Thankfully, that is not what they made the movie on. It's That's based good. on something completely. That's Based very on, good. Go watch the the. It's a Hanna Barbera cartoon from 1977. Uh, oh, I'm sure the quality is like through the roof. Just just watch the opening credits <laughs> and you'll know why I didn't want to watch the trailer just in case they snuck it in. Hanna Barbera from the 70s, it. in which case they used at least six different cells per minute. Just because man, the action is amazing. I anyway, think this one was seven. <laughs> anyway. Um, Wow. Yeah. There was a, an actual trailer that I did watch uh, for a Marvel movie. 
Actually, it's a Marvel TV series called Runaways, which is going to be on Hulu, which is a streaming service which might be able to be nominated for an Oscar if it was a movie instead of a TV series. I'm not familiar with Runaways, the comic. I can tell you about the trailer, which shows uh, there's a bunch of kids, because, you know, it's Runaways, you kind of expect that. All of their parents are in a cult that apparently eats metahumans. Ew. That's what I got out of it anyway. Um, and all the kids are metahumans, but they all, you know, find out, is that mom and dad eating a, oh, they're eating a kid or, you know, whatever. You can't really see what they're doing, but it's kind of implied, a vampiric kind of thing. And so all the kids leave like you would. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it, it actually looked like it had potential, though. A, a very odd premise, but it, it, it could be better than Iron Fist. Well, I'm not sure that's saying much. Extremely high praise, better than Iron Fist. Wow, there we go. It, it does sound interesting, though. Here is it. Could it be better though than the Inhumans? That's what I want to know. I actually watched the Inhumans. I've watched two episodes so far. I, I have watched two episodes. I didn't think it was that bad. I just think they. The whole reason I think people <laughs> don't like it is because they marketed it wrong. Yeah, that's that's it's not, not the highest IMAX praise. It's not an IMAX movie. It's a TV series. Not the highest praise ever. It's not no. that bad. But I agree with you. It's not that bad. It's better than I expected because I expected a total train wreck from those previews. Uh, I still think the uh, direction and the writing for Black Bolt is awful. It's not the performance. Again, he's being directed to basically look constipated the entire time. Uh, he has a few scenes where you know he's a little more lighthearted, which is cool. Uh, I, I really don't like what happens with Black Bolt in the second episode. Uh, again, I think I'm pretty sure the third episode is out. I just haven't had a chance to catch it. But I, I, I have a feeling what happens to him. I not really want to spoil it, but basically he is uh, kind of – he doesn't appear to be the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe. I'll put it that way. One of the most powerful, which he is in virtually every other incarnation. And he right. basically – something happens to him which – uh, I don't think that would ever happen in the comics, so it's kind of weird that he just kind of goes along with it. But I think perhaps he's just doing this deliberately, and and they do kind of hint at that. There's a scene with handcuffs. I'll just put it that way. And no, it's not kinky, you freaks. Um, no. So I, I think perhaps that was just kind of a setup for what's going to continue to happen later. But I'm disappointed with the way they portray portray Black Bolt. Um, most of the other characters, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay so far. Although, again, there was a scene with Karnak, and his power is he can see all the possible permutations of what's going to happen, and he runs through it in his mind. And the way they've done that on screen, I think, I is, like is terrific. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. I think it's brilliant. But then he falls – not a big spoiler. He falls down a cliff, basically. And it's like, dude, why didn't you think about where you're going to put your hand? I, You know, that one kind of bothered me. It's like, okay um, – you, you know enough to worry about it in a fight scene, but you're climbing down this cliff that's about 500 freaking feet, and you don't think to think ahead? I thought that was bad writing. Uh, again, that's kind of a quibble. Uh, I would recommend watching Inhumans. It's, so far, it's good. It's not great by any means, but again, I keep on thinking back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which started off, it was pretty iffy to me. And finally, towards the end of the first season... And the only reason they kept watching it because they wanted to like it. And and Clark 
Yeah, Clark Gregg is so he, – he's such an appealing actor. He's awesome. And it finally grew into a really good TV show. So I'm hoping that humans will do the same thing. And, and exactly what you said, though, despite the fact that they released this in IMAX, the first two episodes, is for a big splash, not for Oscar contention, I imagine, uh, is because <laughs> it's not – it is not a big budget film. They, they can't have the effects that you would hope for. So, you know, they're doing, I think they're doing pretty well. I mean, Medusa's hair was atrocious, but they worked that through, and that is from the comics yeah. that were, so, you know, they've, they've handled that situation. So overall, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. It's because to me, it certainly can build into a really good series. I don't think it's there yet, but it certainly could turn into that. So it, it's, it doesn't stand up with the, the Netflix Marvel series so far. But it no. could. But it could by the end. You know, you, you mentioned Clark Gregg. I thought you were going to go with Clark Kent. Like, <laughs> dude. Clark, Clark Gregg is much cooler than Clark Kent. Clark Kent's Although, a, a thing. Uh, a thing. The final Justice League trailer hit 9 o'clock this morning, Woo! which is a very odd time to release it. 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Who releases trailers then? Um, and the trailer, it, it's it's really nothing we haven't already seen. Hmm. Except for that, there, there's a, a dream sequence that Lois has that Superman's oh still alive. God, another dream sequence. Why, why do they have so many dream sequences in these films? Because the movies put us to sleep and otherwise... No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, maybe. The, uh, Hopefully this one The one thing doesn't. that amused me about this is that when they... Uh, this past week, they released character posters. Yeah. Uh, that say, all in, and there's a picture of Batman that says, all in, Justice League. Wonder Woman, all in, Justice League. Guess who doesn't get a poster to himself? Uh, that would be Superman. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that who makes is sense. obviously not all in, you know, as in in the movie at all. I'm wondering. Hello. <laughs> yeah. We know he's in it. Just you made the big fuss about having to digitally remove his mustache. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he is in the film at the very end, like he right. like he lands. Does the fabulous three-point stance that every superhero must do, where he's down on one knee and has one superhero fist on the landing. ground, and 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 cut, and they're done. I really right. hope that's how much he's in the film. That's what I want. That is absolutely what I want. I don't want a lot of Superman this thing. I want a nice big build up to it. That would make me happy. I, considering that Joss Whedon is reworking the project to some extent, at least, and as you had said in pre-pro that the latest trailer shows a lot of lighthearted moments. That's obviously, yes. thank, thank you, Joss Whedon. Uh, they paid attention to the fact that, oh, Wonder Woman had had light moments, and it's actually a comic book movie instead of a damn death march, which is what Batman v Superman <laughs> was. By the way, which I watched that again a couple days ago. I should have spent my time going to see Blade Runner 2, 049. Uh -oh. yeah. And I found more to hate about the film, little things that I didn't really think through and oh, no. they're just – I don't even want to get into it because that's almost an entirely separate show. But every time I watch it, I find more things that are bad about the movie as opposed to, oh, that was a cool moment. More things that don't make sense. It's like it, it gets worse every time I watch it. I don't want to watch it anymore because my head may explode from how <laughs> crappy the thing is. Actually, speaking of heads exploding. Yeah. That goes right into the next trailer from this week. Scanners? Uh, Close. Uh, Pacific Rim <laughs> Uprising. Woo! I don't know if you – did you see the trailer for this one? I have not seen the trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising. That, that, that's a good thing because oh, – no. See, you're still with us. I, that means I know that you haven't watched it. Oh, no. 
Um, <laughs> if you have not watched this, I'm sad. I, I am going to say, I'm going to say, go ahead and watch it, but make sure it's muted. Ah. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. See, the, the story actually looks pretty good, even though it to me it still looks like Power Rangers meets Robotech, which worries me about the forthcoming Robotech movie. The rap song in the background, it's not a thing against rap. I actually like some rap stuff. Um, but the song in the background of this video is horrible and ruins... <laughs> ruins this trailer. Now, I found out <clears throat> that it's a song from Tupac, uh, who's already dead, so doesn't have to worry about this. But <laughs> I suspect, I suspect that because when he recorded this song, it was the last song he ever recorded because it is so hideous. I suspect this song is actually what killed him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, oh, Oh, Vanilla Ice's Ninja Turtle rap looks like a Grammy-nominated multi-platinum song by comparison. We're going to get some comments. Go ahead and complain. I like that. I like comments. Listen listen to this trailer at your own risk. Oh, I can't wait now. Um, That's exciting. Horrible, horrible things are exciting. And my ears stopped bleeding yesterday, and it came out on Thursday. Wow, that's yeah. It's it's bad. Well, hopefully it's not in the film, because as is often the case with musical trailers, <clears throat> I, I am excited about it. I'm excited that uh, apparently there aren't many guns in it, so it's still scheduled for a March release. That's cool. Um, the casting I think is interesting. So. John Boyega. Yeah, he, boy, he, he's got some big shoes to fill, though. The son of Stacker Pentecost, which is one of the best names ever. Stacker. Um, His new name is Thruster Pentecost. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's Jake. It's like, how, how does Stacker have a name like have a son named Jake? What? Wow. Mom, really? obviously. Mom, obviously, stepped in and said, Mm-mm, no. And mom must have been really strong to stand up to Idris Elba. That's all I have to say. So, uh, wow. yeah, I'm totally looking forward to it. And, of course, they are talking about this may be the launch of an entire new universe. Oh, this yeah. universe will replace the dark universe and the DC universe. But there has always been talk that perhaps... If the Pacific Rim sequel works out well, and the King Kong versus Godzilla film works out well, and et cetera, et cetera, that eventually they will all combine into a big, huge, crazy devastator, and it turns out to really be a Transformers movie. Yeah, no, no, please let's not do that. Transformer <laughs> movies ever. Which, by the way, uh, uh, there's an article on Box Office Mojo, which is highly recommended. Box Office Mojo itself, not just the article. That's right. Box Office Mojo, M-O-J-O dot com. Anyway, it talks about how awful the summer was. It's the worst summer as far as box office goes and probably quality, too, in 10 years. Here's some of the films that should have been big hits. Transformers, The Last Night, $130 million. That's not good. No. The Mummy, $80 million. Alien Covenant, $74 million. Snatched, which should have been a big happy comedy, which is not even forty-six million. The House, which is a Will Ferrell joint, not even twenty-six million. I mean, there were a lot of movies that just these are just movies that recently closed. I mean, not even talking about things like The Dark Tower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
the Dark Tower is barely made over 50 million. That's the third biggest release in August. <laughs> not not a good summer at all at the box office. So, and basically because it was not a good summer at all for movies because most of these movies sucked. That's probably well, what it. And for the most part, for the most part, uh, movies that are that are well known properties that are advertised heavily, everybody knows they're coming out. When they don't do well at the box office, it's because they're trash. Not always, but for the most part. So, or relative, because like Alien Covenant, I don't think it was a bad movie, but it was just kind of like, eh. So, well, see, that actually leads us Yay! right into our, our our closing segment of any comments, as opposed to any questions, which is the David Pumpkins thing that still makes no sense to me. So, <laughs> uh, any comments. They announced this week, uh, Ridley Scott uh, said that the next Alien movie, if they get around to making one, is really going to be about the evolution of the artificial intelligence characters and the main AI who left at the end of Alien Covenant uh, left and he's going to make his own planet of AI people, which leads me to the question, that's not even Aliens then, is it? That's what, AI 2? Because they've already done an AI movie. Which has nothing to do with this AI universe. I don't um, think it does. I don't like that particular direction, but I like the exploration of that character because that was by far the best thing in Alien Covenant. Yes, was, was Walter, um, and even going back to Ash in the first one. Um, Ash, the character of Ash, was not the best thing, but it was a really cool reveal, and it was a very interesting concept. Uh, I I like that. Um, hopefully they'll oh, throw yeah. an alien. Hopefully they'll throw an alien or two into it. But I don't like the whole thing of all they're going to do is follow him, and it's going to be about him establishing a planet of a. It's like, okay, why? Um, Something just occurred to me because you mentioned Ash, and then I pictured him in my head, and I realized he looks like an older version of another character named Ash who catches Pokemon. He does. And I'm wondering, could it be the same character? It's a tie-in. It's a Pokemon are really in the alien universe. Yeah. So at some point, you'll be able to catch a Xenomorph with a Pokeball in the Pokemon Go game. That could be cool. The queen, the queen xenomorph, is actually Mewtwo. Nobody, ah. nobody saw that coming. Ah, see, and plot ho- twist heard it here first. And hopefully, no one ever will see that coming. But <laughs> that would. Oh my god! <clears throat> Sorry. On a double <clears throat> bill with My Little Pony. There we go. Uh, moving on, the <laughs> Gifted premiered. One of the let's see, one of Fox's X Men related properties. And you know what? I could like it. Except the characters are not original characters. They're poor copies of characters from the books. Mm-hmm. If you had just made them all original. And, and we've been saying this for months. Right. right. You don't have, if, you, if you're not going to stay true to the source material, then write something else. And this is a something else, but they threw in characters from the source material, which it, it doesn't work. All it does is piss off those of us who like the source material. And, and, and I'm okay with changing the source material if it's moving away from it as long as you improve it. Right. That's Make it better. That's, the, that's fine. the problem. This, they do not – like like all the Fantastic Four incarnations, they do not improve on the original whatsoever. They make it oh, no. crap-worthy. And especially with X-Men, how many, how many X-Men are there – in, in the comics universe. I, I mean, that named characters. I, I'm willing to wager there are over a thousand at this point. It's 
close. So why not create original – if you're not going to stick with the way they're portrayed in the comics because, OK, you're doing a service to the fans of the comics by, oh, here's the character you wanted to see come to life. The people who don't know the characters in the comics wouldn't know either way anyway, so they should be happy. Yeah. So why not stick with it? And if you're not, just like you said, create new characters. It's not like there's a shortage of possible X-Men Especially the way the universe has been set up, and I know it's not the Marvel universe because it's the Fox universe, but you can certainly tie into it by just, oh, there's new mutants every day. It doesn't matter if they're coming up, whether they're mutants or whether they're inhumans. doesn't matter. It's just the concept of these people are different, and Aliens. there are more coming up all the time. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's sad Let's when – that is that is a disservice absolutely to, to fans. And it has no impact on new fans, so why not do it the right way? Uh, Let's see. Any comments on the Fast and Furious 9 being delayed for a year? Because I can't bring myself to care. I have not seen any of them since I saw most of Fast and Furious 3. So, no, don't really care. Yeah, I saw 3, but that's only because it was the only uh, film on that particular flight that I cared for. Um, Wow, that's a bad flight. Yeah. Uh, Luke Beeson has said that he's written the uh, sequel to Lucy. Do you think that movie needs a sequel? Because I thought they ended it pretty definitively. Um, I'm interested in seeing it because I like the movie. But uh, that is kind of odd. He must just like the property because it didn't make a lot of money. So it's not like this is going to make bank for me. Uh, Then again, after the debacle of Valerian and the planet of a thousand city planet cities, the city of a million, that thing, Valerian, Valerian and the six people who went to see it at the movie theater, he probably needs to make some money. And at least Lucy is a known property. So, and I'm sure right. really that it's probably, he just likes the character in the, in the world. Cause it is interesting. Uh, Except Lucy will be recast as, yeah. uh, um, we haven't mentioned one of the Chris's this episode, so how about Chris Pine as Lucy? I like it. Chris Pine as Lucy. I'm, I'm cool with that. I like Chris Pine. I like all the Chris's. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I don't believe there's a single Chris in Beasts of the Southern Wild, which is one of the films I was trying to think of before, uh, a Netflix original that was released in theaters and did qualify for the Oscars. So that's an example of an amazing, I mean, man, that's such a good movie, Beasts of the Southern Wild, and still available on Netflix, of course. And one of the the young actress, whose name I can never pronounce because I'm an idiot, but Kuvanjani, I believe, Wallace, she was six at the time, and wow. she was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress, deservedly so, because, man, she, everybody in that movie is just completely awesome. So... That's that's a mention for a Netflix original, which you definitely should watch if you've not had a chance to catch this, because, man, that's a good movie. Here's something else to catch, and it's coming to DVD this Tuesday, I think. Woo! <clears throat> Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons. Do you remember Captain Scarlet? Is Captain Scarlet one, like, a spinoff of the Thunderbirds? Yes, it was. Woo! If you don't know the Thunderbirds, it was a marionette show, sci-fi show. Circle gets the square again. Yes. Um, now, the, the, the thing that caught my eye in the trailer for this, because we watch movies so you don't have to, including trailers. Um, this came out in 1967. <laughs> and one of the things they used in this trailer was a USB thumb drive. 
And I kind of went, wait, really? What? Did he did he just plug a thumb drive into a computer to get a report on something? <laughs> yeah, he did. Who is it? Who the hell is this guy? Arthur C. Clarke? What's he doing inventing the future? You're not allowed to I do that. I don't know. It was very interesting to see a, a well, actually, to even see a mannequin or a, a marionette plug in a USB drive. That was very clever of them. Only Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov are allowed to invent the future. The British TV <laughs> producers of marionette shows are not allowed to do that. That is so cool. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Alan Moore's uh, comic V for Vendetta, which yes. made a really newsworthy movie until you get to that last scene, uh, is being turned into a TV show for Channel 4 on the BBC. Interesting. Oh, per- makes perfect sense that it would be in um, in Great Britain. I really like that movie. You're totally wrong. Um, okay. <laughs> as, okay. I'll, as I'll, we, I'll go with that. As we say, no, I'm, obviously I could certainly be totally wrong. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie, but I'm very excited for the chance to watch that eventually somehow here. Uh, could be wonderful. Could be utter trash because that's – when you roll the dice and that's all it ever is eventually regardless of who the team is regardless of the intentions regardless if alan moore is attached to it and he probably isn't because he seems to hate everything on the planet except himself well, he probably hates himself a lot too uh it could be a train wreck but it, it's the, the story lends itself very much to a series and if it's in great britain it's going to be limited of course, we, right. have, we actually have figured out that trick now, too, in the U.S., because that's basically what the Netflix and the Amazon and the Hulu series are. It's like, we'll do eight or ten shows. We'll tell the story. Boom. If people like it, we'll come back and tell more of the story. So that would, could be awesome. I would love to see that. Let's see. Something else you might be interested in seeing would be It, Chapter 2, which has been – they've got a date for it now. It is September 6th, 2019. That's too far away for me to worry about. Um, exactly. I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, Damn it, I hate saying it all the time. It's like we're promoing the damn thing. I'm interested in seeing the upcoming film, which is based on the box office sensation of this year. Hey, managed not to say that word. Uh, Not like, oh, I can't wait to see this sequel to the box office sensation of this year. You mean the one that's a McDonald's ad? Yeah, the the Russian McDonald's ad. That's the way to refer to the film, is the Russian McDonald's ad. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Russian McDonald's ad sequel, but I'm not, like, I don't have it on my calendar. It's like, this is going to be the best thing ever. I'm much more looking forward to the Thor Ragnarok thing, which is much more immediate. That comes, like, in a month, so... Yay. What do you think about this? There's a movie being made called Pandemonium, which is supposed to be the life and times or autobiography version of WWE chairman Vince McMahon. And so far, they're trying to get Bradley Cooper to play him. Can you have less than zero interest in a product, in a project? Can I have negative interest? If I could have negative okay. interest in a <clears throat> I, I have negative interest in this product. I have zero interest in anything about uh, a guy who's just a shill for himself. Well, how about this then? Paramount is working on making a Sonic the Hedgehog live action slash CG film. I have, I have ten times more interest in that film. And Bradley Cooper should play Sonic because he has experience in, in playing small, small, furry, small things. furry things. Yes, exactly. So, uh, on, uh, Seriously, I would... I would watch that five times before I watched a minute of anything about Vince McMahon. 
He's completely uninteresting to me. Be, I might watch it just to find out if there really is a reason he walks that way. But otherwise, <laughs> oh come no. on, we all know it's because he's got two sticks up. Anyway, never mind. Yeah, and Rick, <clears throat> and Ric Flair put him there. No, the, I would watch a movie well, about Ric Flair. Absolutely, I would watch a movie about Ric Flair. I mean, that guy really does it. have an interesting life story—the the, the plane crash and all the rest of it. So that's true. Who would play Ric and Flair? He's out of the hospital, by the way. Uh, who would play Ric Flair? Excellent. Um, Obviously, you have to have two. Yeah, you have to have two actors. Or, um, hmm, that's that's a that's a that's a question for next show. I think who should Will play Smith Ric Flair? And Scarlett Johansson, depending on which part of his life he's in. <laughs> Boy, you're gonna get those transgender haters hating you because man, you wow. went totally racial and genderfied and everything. Although they sure, would do a wonderful not? job, and I bet both of them can say "woo" really, really loudly. Fine, we'll get Billy Ripken. He's not doing anything these days. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking around my room going, there's got to be a name here somewhere. And I'm sitting, I found the my errored Billy Ripken baseball card. Last, last week it was Doug Jones. This week, Billy Ripken. Billy Ripken. Um, the, why not? The more famous you know of the Ripken boys. <laughs> <laughs> because the other one's a man. All right. <clears throat> Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's end on some good news. He's a full-grown man. Potentially good news. Yes. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow if it's good news because that's when they're releasing the next Star Wars trailer. Ah. Which is which is long overdue because we've only had what we had the the May the Fourth be with you. No new trailer. We had Force Friday. No new trailer. It, it's been months since we've had a new Star Wars trailer. So yeah, about time. Go ahead. Indeed, it is. And this, it to us. and this is the one when, when Luke puts on a black mask and a weird black helmet. Ooh, creepy. Really? We'll find that out tomorrow. <laughs> now people are thinking, oh my god, no! Or they just realize I'm stupid. It's one of the two. Probably, well, probably the latter. Or both. Or neither. Indeed. It's a white mask. Anyway, <laughs> that's... He's a stormtrooper. He is the model of the stormtroopers. It was never, it was never Baba. Was, yeah. Anyway, Django. Anyway, if they take off all the stormtrooper helmets, they all look like Jamie Fox. What? Um, Brilliant. That was Django. Django and golf clap for Django you, the sir. Storm. Um, you know what? We're going to end the show now because I'm in need of more medication or less. I'm not sure which. So. Have a good week, everybody. Have a jank- we'll see you next time. Yeah, have a Jankorific week. Do you think they will let me live in Montana? I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.